What do you do if you're about to eat this delicious burger? You get a Ooh. double bacon Ooh. burger with your nice cold drink, your side of fries. Okay. You're about to take a bite and you hear, no, don't eat me. No. <gasps> and you realize your food talks to you now. It's like telepathically talking to you. Okay, so does this does this burger have a life force? And I'm hearing its life force begging for its life? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to feel real guilty because I'm going to eat him. <laughs> You're going to eat him? It's a burger. Because at that point, I don't know if I'm going crazy. You know, I might just be losing my mind. I'm... Okay, but let's say like after that first burger, like, okay, I ate it. I heard some weird stuff. Oh, man, I'm going to feel And you go for that. dinner that same day. You're about to eat your spaghetti with the meatballs. First meatball. You hear, stop, don't eat me. No. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> okay, I, I guess I'm just going to have to live my life feeling like a murderer because I have to eat. <laughs> I can't just not eat. Every bite of anything you eat. Like every time I take a bite, a tear is just going <laughs> to fall down my eye. I'm, be like, I'm sorry. And then I'm be like, it's real fucking good, you know? So before we get started with this episode of Spooky Nights, we just want to let you guys know that we will be talking about some very heavy subjects in this video, specifically things that have to do with sending people into existential crisis. So if you are not mentally prepared or ready to listen to us talk about that, please don't watch this video. Maybe come back at a later time when you're in a better state of mind. We will completely 100% understand and encourage that. But with that being said, let's jump in to this episode of Spooky Nights. Welcome back to another episode of the Spooky Nights podcast. podcast. And today's episode is going to have to do with existentialism and having existential crisis, which I have all the goddamn time. Uh, before we get into that, we're on Spotify and all that bullshit, you know. But anyways, <laughs> let's say, what is existentialism and what is an existential crisis? All right. Well, I'm going to let you guys know that word is very hard for me to say. Existentialism. Existentialism. (laughs) But that word, so please bear with me. I'm trying my best. Existentialism is the philosophy around what we believe our existence is, what it means to us, and how that plays in the bigger picture. That our existence is derived from what we do in life. What's the difference between existentialism and having an existential crisis? So they are kind of the same thing. I would say an existential crisis comes from the philosophy of existentialism. When you dive too deep into your thoughts of existence, you get sent into a spiral. So basically existential crisis is like when you start questioning your being and stuff that goes on around you, right? Yeah, to like an extreme degree. I'm so experienced in this. I'm very ashamed <laughs> to say that. I go into existential crises all the time. Are, are you like an existential crisis professional? I think so, man. Like, there's just some things that I think about randomly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, 
God damn, this is scaring me. Mm-hmm. I kind of have had a lot of existential crises too. I would say I'm more of an existentialist where I think about existence a lot. Sometimes okay. if I do it too much, it will send me into a spiral. So when it comes to existential crisis, I feel a lot of people's common one that we all share is about death. Everyone at some point questions when they're going to die, who they know is going to die, and what happens after death. It's just one of those things that I think everyone thinks about at some point. It goes into so many layers. First one that comes to my mind and the first one I've ever dealt with when it comes to death is the first time you ever experience it. Because before death, you kind of view yourself and you view others as being like unharmable. Yeah, like as a teenager and a kid. Exactly. When I was a kid, I don't know how many times I put myself in dangerous situations being like, ah, it's fine. I'm a kid. Nothing's going to happen to me, right? Throughout your life, you're kind of introduced to aspects of death. Maybe a relative passes away and you don't really know how to process it. Or a pet might pass away and you feel really sad and that might be your first instance of having someone pass away. For me, the existential crisis hit when I lost an individual. It was the first time I realized like, damn, this person is gone. I'm never talking to them again. And there's just like a hole where they used to be. It definitely can and will send someone into an existential crisis like fuck what's gonna happen when i die what am i gonna do with someone closer to me passes away and i know for me it was a question that really really stuck with me and something that quite frankly i haven't gotten over because it still scares me to death to just think about someone i know dying like i said there's just a lot of layers when it comes to death. One that I specifically find really fascinating is something that's called the second death. Do you know about this? I think I heard about it. If you don't know what a second death is, essentially they say you die twice in your life. The first being the physical time of death. That is when you stop living, your existence stops being a thing. You die, you get buried, you get cremated. The second death is when someone utters your name for the last time with the remembrance of you. And once that happens, you are never remembered and you are never mentioned again. That could be 50 years after you die or Mm -hmm. 100 years after you die. But that is the last time you are ever thought about on this earth and your existence ceases to be. An example of this I have is I know my parents, obviously. I know my grandparents. I know nothing about anyone after that. Their existence is still here because I'm here. I'm proof that they existed, but no one's ever going to utter their name again. They're not going to be remembered. It's crazy to think about. That's going to happen to me one day. Yeah. Like if these YouTube videos, if these podcast episodes aren't watched, who's going to know I existed? You know, everything gets lost with time. That is the second aspect of death. And it it just, it's fucking insane to me. By the way, guys, this is not alcohol. Apple Uh, juice, right? Apple juice. Mm -hmm. So good. But I think that's the gist behind death as an existential crisis. There might be a lot more to it, honestly, that I'm forgetting, but that really gets to me and I'm gonna stop thinking about it now. Do you have any existential crisis of your own? So an existential crisis that sends me called Sonder. But Sonder is when you realize everyone around you, let's say you're just somewhere public Mm -hmm. and you just get into this zone where you realize everyone around you has a life just as vivid 
so just as intricate as yours think of all the emotions you experience all of these things you do within your day everyone has that same thing with them they have their own unique storyline own unique thoughts and feelings here you are let's say at a starbucks because that's where it happens to me i'll be at a starbucks waiting in line and you just look around and i think to myself we're all here at the starbucks getting coffee then after this, we're all splitting to our lives. What Everyone's doing fuck? something different. Even when I'm driving sometimes, when traffic hits and you're just zoning out, you realize we're all here, stuck in traffic. We're all going somewhere. It sends me to a crisis, but a crisis of like wonder and amazement. That's crazy. Uh, so essentially what you're saying is the moment you realize other people live lives just like you do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm crossing someone in the street mm -hmm. or like in a store, I kind of think like, what's their life like? Mm -hmm. What do they go home to? Because there's a bunch of random shit that happens to me throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's the only thing that happens. But when I think about other people, I'm like, God damn, they, they have a whole day that they had too. So they experience things. It's like things you will never experience. And you have things that people will never experience either. It's just an existence outside of your existence that you don't ever live. And we're all sharing this existence. Everyone has their God. own world in this shared world. Oh my God, I'm spiraling. <laughs> no, for real, I'm starting to feel I'm weird. Spiraling. Apple juice, apple juice, apple juice. Along with that thought that crosses my mind, I'll be laying in bed sometimes and I start becoming more aware of my breathing and more aware of like my body. And then it hits me or just a bag of meat with a nervous system that connected to this thing called a brain. And when I really, really think about it, we're just a brain. Without the brain, none of this is gonna work. What's in here is controlling everything out here. It's like, without this, we are nothing. Our body can move and stuff, but our brain constitutes our thoughts and our actions. You know what I wonder? What? And this kind of sends me into like a spiral as well. But let's say you took the brain out of someone and you hooked it up into a computer and you made a virtual world. Mm -hmm. If you could do that realistically with the brain, that is your existence. Mm -hmm. if, if you could somehow manage to keep that brain alive, that's you. Your body isn't you. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's part of you, but your brain is your soul, essentially. It's yes. where you are. You know, mm -hmm. when someone becomes brain dead, but their body, their brain is, they're not conscious, but their brain is still like helping them breathe or they're even assisted by a breathing machine. Is that person still alive? <sighs> Medically, it is debated. What is existence? That, that's tricky when it comes to that. Cause it's like, they are alive, but they're not alive. <laughs> Existentialism. Even <sighs> the medical field doesn't know what to do with us. So yeah, I guess going back around, I'm just lying in bed, realizing I'm breathing, I'm moving, I'm thinking, and I'm just existing. This is my existence, and I can do whatever I want with it. Wow, talk about a spiral. All right, so getting into something that's a little less heavy, let's talk about the existential crisis that is questioning how everything came to be and whether one little freaking thing <laughs> could have changed in the past to change everything in the future. If you guys have ever seen like Back to the Future, they go back in time, change one little thing and the whole future changes. Sometimes I think about what if one little thing was different in my past? One person in my ancestry died, I would not exist. Or if somebody in my ancestry conceived at a different time, I would also probably not exist. And that also kind of leads me into this whole thing of, is everything determined? 
are we, do we have free will? And I know that sounds so cliche, but like, are we destined to do certain things? Are we destined to be born? Or is there really a butterfly effect of if we do something, it affects the entire future? Even now, me saying all this, is it determined? Am I saying it by my own free will? I don't know. Is there someone fucking writing a book with everything that I'm saying? So you're saying there's a possibility that your existence could have been determined by a rock. Possibly. <laughs> Some people believe that your destiny, your reason for existence is predetermined before birth. Everything is destined for you. Other people believe that your actions determine your existence. Me personally, I would like to believe we have free will. We have all led ourselves coincidentally to where we are. I can't prove that, but it's what I want to believe and it's what makes me feel safe. Another thing that kind of sends people into existential crisis is paradoxes. The question of if you went back in time and shot yourself, how is that possible if you're already dead? Want to know what I think happens? What? I think you just dissolve. There, after the first shot, you just slowly fade out of existence right there and then. Also, another one, which I won't get that into, is if you take an old ship and you start replacing parts one by one until every single part on that ship is replaced and you take the old parts and make a ship out of that, which one is the original ship? Obviously, you can discuss that all day. Yeah, there's this other example where... I've heard this happen in relationships sometimes. Let's say a year relationship, you're chilling, you're happy, you guys are just watching TV together and you look to the side of you and you're like, who is this person? And it just hits you. It's this random person you just, you like. You pick this person, you spend hopefully the rest of your life with them. They were once a stranger. Yeah, you're just existing with this other stranger. It bothers you for like five minutes and then you go back to doing whatever you're doing. A problem that I encounter a lot that makes me question my existence and what I'm doing is when I finally reach goals. I guess my life is set in like goals, like, you know, small term goals, long term mm -hmm. goals. And once I hit one of the goals, I find myself feeling empty, surprisingly. You would think you work so hard for this one goal. You spent all your time focusing on this. And once you get it, it's like, I did it. What now? <laughs> Let me give an example of when I first realized it happened to me. So I won a dance competition. It wasn't a big one, but it was one of the first ones I've won. I trained so hard for it. I trained like maybe months before. And when I won it, I was happy. I was like, okay, my training paid off. I'm here, I won. Not even five minutes after, I felt empty. I won this thing. I trained so hard for it. What now? You know, I start training again for another competition. So that's when it first hit me. Is it like, it just doesn't feel like it's enough? Yeah. Like you need, yeah. So good news. I moved into my own place. I moved into an apartment with two roommates. Two months before that, I was working hard, saving up for it. I get into this new place, putting my stuff in. I'm settled in, my bedroom's set up, and I'm sitting in my room. And I'm just like, what next? I moved out. I did the thing I was focusing on for two months. What do I do? What do I do with myself? Yeah, it was a long time goal of yours. And once you achieve it, you're just like, okay, well, I'm here. Yeah, I'm content and I'm happy. And of course, like, that's great. And it should be enough. But it's like, I think this is also a good thing. You know, it keeps me like to keep keeps driving you, and keeps pushing. Keep going, yeah. But I just wish I could just relish in it. Yeah, I could see how that would send you into like a spiral. You feel like you should be happier than you are. Sometimes it makes me think like the whole dream of this goal that you're reaching is better than when you actually reach it. It's too relatable. What if we have we as humans are just so just empty, always like, consuming. Never content. 
it is one of those things that I think a lot of people struggle with that when is enough enough? Is it ever enough? I think whatever you decide to fill the void with, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I think that's okay. This is kind of wrapping it up, but I, it's just my, my final thought on this or with the existential crisis I feel is whatever fills you up, whatever makes you feel full, even for a moment, it's okay. My final existential thing that I want to talk about is something I've struggled with basically my whole life and that's the feeling of it kind of bounces off what you were saying the feeling of you're not enough that you didn't push yourself enough that you have regrets of things you didn't or should have done i cannot tell you how many times i've laid in bed and thought about all the stuff that i missed out on i didn't do i fucked up on dude some of them haunt me <laughs> okay i am gonna get real I love this podcast. I love our viewers who watch us. Like, thank you. I don't usually talk about this stuff. It bothers me, but I'll talk about it on the podcast. I was never good at school. I didn't particularly do very well. And once I started working a job, I actually basically dropped out of high school. And I dropped out for like two years. And those two years were some of the most painful years that I've lived. I'd lay in bed and I'd think about how many doors were just slammed in my face because I didn't do this thing that like most people do. Seeing all of these people that I, you know, went to school with just graduate and move on to the next stage of their life, I was just like, fuck. And for two years, that bothered the fuck out of me. Until finally one day, I decided to do something about it. I went back to school, I finished, and I got that fucking diploma and it is still, one of the like proudest moments of my life. Cause after that I like slept so well. I was like, oh. So that was one of the things that really, really bothered me for a long time. Recently, it's been, what am I doing with myself right now? Why am I working a job that I'm not particularly happy with? Is this all I'm gonna do? Am I gonna keep working jobs that I don't wanna work? So. I'm trying to do something about that, you know, going back to school, like college specifically to pursue what I want to do. I guess the happy ending to all this is that I know with all of those things, I can change it if I work for it. Like this YouTube channel, I'm editing, I'm recording something I love doing with you. It's something that helps me push me towards my goal. Yes. It's awesome. So that's also a message to you guys. If you're ever feeling the same way I'm feeling or have felt, just know you can always do something about it. Just know that you're not always going to be stuck in the position you are. But to wrap it all up, that is something I've struggled with and something that continues and probably will always continue. But I always work through it. Thank you guys for joining us on this. I wanted to say little journey, but this has been a very... This has been a very emotionally destroying journey. Next time we are on the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, SpongeBob memes and references, and it's going to be a lighthearted episode. <laughs> that sounds so much... That sounds like so much fun. This sent you into a spiral. We're sorry. But these are topics that really interest me and Lissette. Even though they do this to us, it's just something that's always fascinating and it's something very spooky that, you know, we like to think about because, you know, spooky nights. Podcast. I'm sorry. The apple juice is getting to <laughs> You see, this glass was full. My it's gone. This is gone. We want to thank you guys for watching this video. If you liked it, please share it with your friends. But a huge thank you to anyone who is watching and has watched all the way to the end. We love you. 
I think that is all we have to say on existentialism and like for the hundredth time existential crisis and any existential crisis that we miss please let us know down in the comments below yeah. one that might bother you let us know what sends you into a spiral but anyways guys with that being said this has been another episode of the spooky nights podcast i have been your host mr senor rye malik i've been your co-host lissat we hope you guys have a really awesome night you guys please stay spooky peace out